0: I know we are. Uh, just real quick, wanted to say before we get back to the show, wanted to say uh, thank you for watching and listening uh, to all these Ike Live shows. Uh, we've got a brand new plan ahead of us in the next couple months. Uh, of course, you've you've noticed that every Sunday now we've been kicking out some new shows for you. We've got some really amazing stuff lined up for you. So keep your eye out for some new great shows. And as a reminder. Uh, If you're new to Ike Live, if you're listening or watching for the first time, you can go back and listen to old episodes and watch old episodes anytime on IkeLive.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and now Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can get your Ike Live fix. Uh, Listen, we've got a a whole other segment here for you, and this is going to be a good one. Um, If you're a kayak angler... Uh, if you're an angler that likes fishing in general, you're going to love our next guest. Uh, she's she's great. She's not only a hammer when it comes to tournament fishing, uh, but she's also a really great person and an inspiration for a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got Christine Fisher joining us just in a second, and we're going to hear her story. She's got a great story. Yes, mind the carpenter. Yes, sir. she also had some stuff happen recently that we're going to talk to her about. That's crazy
1: yeah yeah uh,
0: but but it's a good story
1: yeah i'm interested to hear it man because uh we've we've uh been around christine a few times now and she's she's very impressive she's uh she's a tough chick and yeah i think (laughs) this situation really required a tough chick so right uh, right we're we're gonna find you ready or or you got something you want to cover for no
0: no no, i'd I'd like to get uh i'd like to get christine on here as soon as possible i I did want to mention no brian carpenter after we uh, have Christina, we're going to do an MTB unboxing, yes. which is going to be really, really good. And want to remind everybody uh, real quick, if you're watching over on Facebook Live right now, you still have time. Like and share the feed. That's all you have to do. If you do that, you're going to be entered into a contest to win this Ike Live gift bag. And it's, what is it, 20? It's got to be 20 pounds, Brian Carpenter. Yeah. 120
1: pounds. At
0: least 120 pounds worth of product. Um I'm excited. Let's get Christina on as soon as we she's, can here. She's, she's, she's ready, bro. Oh, wow. Mm. You've got technology rocking tonight. Yeah. Besides <laughs> the volume thing. Yeah, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was nice to hang up on Dave, though, I got to admit. It was good to hang it up on really Dave, nice. it? was yeah, yeah.
2: But
0: here's the funny thing. I didn't tell you this. So after you hung up on him, Did you get he, te- text? he sent me a text of a picture of us three. In, like, high school or something, we're real young, <laughs> and then he sent a picture of, like, something else, derog- a very derogatory picture. <laughs> I'm sure. And then a comment that said, worst producer ever. He's <laughs> right. such a jerk <laughs> 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 Whatever. It's great, though, but you had to expect
1: that from him. Yeah, he didn't yeah. respond to any of mine saying, hey, no, no, no biggie. Uh, no.
0: Uh, All right. Fuck uh, him. Uh, Listen, if you've been watching tonight, we've had a great show for you. Of course, uh, Robert Field uh, was on the first segment. And I want to say this before we get Christine on. Um, If you talk about inspirational through what they're doing, through videos, through uh, social posts, and this is a big one, and and i got to tell you, I'm a fan. I'm a social media junkie, and uh, I follow Christine's social media. And some very, very, very inspirational social posts that really do sort of wake you up, make you think, make you look around what's around you, make you realize what you have. Uh, a lot of, lot of positivity from her social posts as well. But um, big inspiration for a lot of people. I think changing the sport in a lot of good ways. So happy to have her back on Ike Live. Yes. And we've got her here tonight for you. Christine Fisher joins us on the show tonight. Hi there.
3: Hey guys.
0: Hi. I I can never get used to this Zoom thing because normally when we have a guest on the whole room's clapping, yeah. but now it's just me because <laughs> Brian's pushing the button. So I'm just I'm just like, you know, clapping and it's just so empty in here, you know? Yeah. Yep. But That's
2: okay.
0: So on that note, can you get used to the social distancing thing yet because I know Brian and I are having a hard time, you know, we're, we're best of buds and we have to stay six feet apart. You know, I can't, I can't bro hug them. I can't high five them. It's, it's very strange. How are you dealing with all the stuff that's, that's gone on?
3: Um, You know, with the social distancing for me, not a lot has changed um, aside from the fact that we don't have tournaments. Mm. Um, Aside from, we just had one yesterday, but um, you know, I, where I'm going, what I'm doing, I don't really come in contact with a lot of people. Um, I'm usually out with no cell service in areas where, you know, there just aren't a lot of people. So yeah. it really hasn't been that much, but it has given me the opportunity to kind of slow down quite a bit and just kind of recenter and refocus, which, you know, for a while there, I had been going 100 miles an hour nonstop. And yeah. It was kind of nice just to get a good pause on life.
0: Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, so what – I agree with you, and I, I feel the same way, but I, I'm curious how much of you is thankful for this pause and how much of you misses the tournaments and the routine. And, you know, I'm I'm a fish head like you, and I'm a tournament rat like you, and part of me misses it. You, you know, I, I'm I am thankful for this time at home, and I'm thankful for the reset, but I'm also like – Man, I miss I miss those early days. I miss the map study. You know, late at night. I miss There's a lot of things I miss. And and of course the competition. What what's your ratio? Is it 50-50? Is it 60-40?
3: Man, that's a tough question. Uh, out there it was really it was awful because, you know, we had um, there were four or five tournaments coming up in a row on lakes that not only was I super confident on, but I loved fishing. Yeah. And not being able to fish those having those canceled rescheduled that kind of hurt um but at the same time like i miss the community i miss seeing the people of you know our archive community is so tight knit and it was i missed the hugs and the check-ins and the you know the 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 trash talking to everybody like i missed yeah. all that too but yeah. at the same time i'm uh, gonna be real enough to say that i needed a, a break i did need kind of a reset um yeah i needed to kind of request and just take care of me a little bit. Yeah. Um I do I didn't miss that grind and I wasn't not fishing. I was still fishing nearly every day uh, right. during this whole this whole deal. That's never changed, but you know, I am a I'm competitive by nature, and so that was kind of a tough adjustment. Uh, I think 50-50 is probably a really good accurate representation of that ratio.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: That's a good question.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh on the 50% where you had this time to reset What's your what's your biggest takeaway from the reset? What's the biggest thing that this time this strange time has given you or ha- has made you realize?
3: Um honestly prioritizing. Um you know, for me, for I, I'm so guilty of making fishing kind of like a, a god, honestly. Yeah. Um making it my number one, putting 120% effort into to fishing and to being successful in that. Where I not only neglected myself, but, you know, my friends and family and people close to me, um, AJ, um, I I really kind of took that for granted. And I, I get when I focus in on something and I want to achieve something, it's really hard for me to see anything else outside of that. Right. And having that break was kind of like, gosh, like, you know, I'm probably one of the more driven people out there. And when I focus on something... I forget about everything else going on. Yeah, and fishing was kind of, you know, it's an obsession for me. So, and that's that's good, but it also can be bad. And it kind of helped me see, like, oh, you know, there's a whole other, a lot of important things out there other than what we love, and that's you know the world of fishing. So it kind of helped me see, call my family more often, touch base with my friends, you know, spend quality time with AJ. Um instead of being on the water for sixteen hours every single day.
0: Yeah. Um
3: it kind of helped me you re- remember that hey, we've got there's why there is life also outside of fishing. Yeah. Which sometimes we don't we don't always see that.
0: Yeah. I agree. Well, well said. Well said. I feel the same way. Uh I, this is one of the first questions that I had that I wanted to ask you because we we sent a lot of promos out for the show tonight. And we did have a lot of people that I and, and I want you to clarify this. A lot of people are like Man, Christine Fisher, where, she's been she's just came out of nowhere the last couple years, and she's just this the last year she's just come out of nowhere, and and I do I I want to hear it from you, but I I think a lot of people assume that you just showed up and started catching them, and you know you're like this goddess of fishing that just appeared, but you've been working at it. A lot longer than that, right? Oh, so man. clear some of that up for the people that sent those messages, please.
3: Uh, now that's when you say that because I, I've I've gotten that too, but people say, Gosh, like I didn't know who you were and now you're all over everything and you just came out of nowhere. man, that can't be further from the actual truth. It just can't. Um, I've been I've been grinding and working at this for years and years and years and been very calculated in what I'm doing. And I knew that the method that I chose um, in this sport wasn't one of immediate growth. It was more of like, do the hard work, do it the right way, do it yeah. my way, and eventually my you know the door is going to open. Um, I, I certainly could have taken several other routes to get that quick fame and that instant success. Trust me, um, I had those opportunities there, but I didn't want to do it like that. Um, right. So it looks like I just kind of came out of nowhere, but... I've been around for a little while. Um, I had a couple really good tournament years where I consistently would cash checks, but I didn't actually win and you know, nobody cares if you don't win. So, um, I think last year people really took notice because I won three national tournaments, um, yeah. and had, you know, another set, another several other top fives, but the, the three big wins, I think kind of catapulted me in that aspect and people then kind of started looking around, but, I mean, I've, I've been doing this for a while and been working my tail off in every capacity. So I route to this deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot of work. And, and from afar, I think people can see someone's career or someone's success. And they think it's uh, a lot of times I think it's overnight, but I know, I know you've put the work in. Um, I, I, I've seen it. So I want to, I want to switch gears and I want to corner you on something a little bit, um, which is this weird thing that is gender. And, and you know, I, I want to talk about it because we've explored it a little bit on Ike Live in the past with other anglers, but I want to talk to you because you've been so successful. And I know you've said in the past that you didn't you never wanted to consider yourself one of the top female anglers. You just wanted to be one of the top anglers. You wanted to be one of the best kayak anglers in the world. You wanted to win championships, and you didn't care about gender. You threw it out the window, uh, almost to the point where you didn't—you know—it you just didn't even mean anything that that you're that you're a woman. But I think something's changed in you a little bit, and I and with success, right, and with. You know your personality and with your reach, you're affecting young women. There are a lot of young women that are getting involved in the sport because of you. Talk to me a little bit about that because that's a, that's a, tricky, that's a tricky line there. And I know we've got a lot of females watching the show tonight live, and we're going to have a lot that listen to this podcast down the road. Talk to me a little bit about that.
3: Whew, that that gender one's kind of a tricky one, um, and I mean you're spot on. I I, I remember uh, two or three years ago I, I uh, came in second or third at a big tournament, and I remember seeing this like local paper about it, and it said um, first female to ever break the top ten or something like that, and I was so I was just almost like infuriated that they they would even call that out. You know, it's like. Yeah. I didn't want any of that extra attention or accreditation because of my gender. Like I, I don't want people to say she's a great female angler. If, if I, I want to be a, just, a, I just wanted to be a good angler. Right. I wanted to earn that respect. And that's, you know, that's why I, I didn't really ever compete in the, the women's only tournaments. I wanted to compete against the best out there, period. Male, female doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, I was pretty, um, outspoken about that too, for a long time about, I, I didn't want gender to have anything to do with it. Man, right. It drove me nuts. Um, but that, you know, that did change a little bit last year. Um, after I won that Kentucky Lake tournament, my first big win last year, the amount of like, I remember the day after that tournament, I had hundreds of messages from women all over the world, different yeah. countries. Um, Cause I qualified for worlds and was the first female to ever do that. And, Guys saying that their daughters were watching, and they didn't even care about fishing prior to me winning. Wow! And then it kind of clicked, and I was like, "Man, this is way bigger than me right now. Um, it's way bigger than gender. It's bigger than anything. It's yeah. it's basically telling a whole different audience that they can defy those stereotypes and they can. I mean, they can do it. Yeah. And it it really helped kind of shed light on our on our sport and get all these like I had so many messages and pictures of people with their daughters holding fish and saying they want to be just like you or their daughters would have a picture of me and they wanted to start fishing because they saw me doing it. And I was like, man, that's, that's like, that's the good stuff right there. Yeah. You know? So I realized that, yes, I don't really want to be considered a female angler, but there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. Um, so if I can do what I'm doing as a female and that's going to turn some heads and get some extra attention and, and inspire some young gals out there. I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. It's, it's complex, but I think you're doing it, you're handling it the right way. And I, I gotta, I do have to say this. I, I was uh, lucky enough to be at the, uh, Hobie, Hobie championship, Brian, the carpenter, yep. uh, this year, uh, down at, uh, Lake Wachita. And, um, it was the it was the neatest thing uh it was i can't remember it was or actually it was at lake Seminole. i'm sorry it was at lake Seminole event and it was the super bowl that's right it was a super bowl party right that's right it was yeah. a super bowl party and you guys had just finished that event in bainbridge and a lot of the anglers came together for this little just watching the super bowl hanging out um and I've never seen a community like the kayak community. It's such a amazing thing to see it because I come from the competitive bass pro world where everybody wants to kill each other, like literally. Everybody's like conspires, conspires, uh, conspiring to slash your tires, slash you know, slit your throat. But the feeling there was so unbelievable. It was just so tight knit. But no, nobody, Christine, nobody c- considered you like this female angler be careful take it easy you were just one of the guys (laughs) you were just one of the anglers and i i loved it i was sitting back watching i'm like this is great like it's just it's such a great feeling when you weren't set aside you weren't put on a pedestal you were just you were just one of the anglers you were just one one of them you know I, i really felt that it was awesome
3: yeah that that's what's really cool about it like You know, I, my whole life, I'm a textbook tomboy ever since I was a two year old, you know, I had sleepovers with guys when I was in elementary and I I just always gravitated towards the, the, the guys. Um, and that was kind of, that carried in. I worked up in a shields and I was the only female, like 30 hardliners selling guns and working on bows in the archery department. That's kind of been my whole life. And then getting into the kayak community, I literally feel like I gained like a thousand big brothers. And dads and grandpas all over the country. Yeah. Um, they don't. They've never treated me like anything other than what I am, which is an angler that loves to, you know, kick back and yeah. BS a little bit and try to catch some fish.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, and I and that it's true. It's true. The kayak community is great. Really tight knit. Uh, let me remind you, if you're watching or listening right now, you've got a question or comment for Christine or anything you're listening to right now. Please hit us up on the IMS. Also hit us up on our social media feeds. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ike Live Show. Uh Rich, uh I think we've got a ton of IMs already sitting. You wanna pass some through? What do we got?
4: For sure. Um first comment, it's kinda just a funny one, but Ed Radar <laughs> said, uh, Christine seems like the girl that would shotgun a beer at a party and then steal your truck while you're not looking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've <just> done that. <laughs> I've <just> done that. <laughs> wow.
4: That's about right. That's about right. And uh Frankie on the message board wants to know, Christine, right now, what's your biggest goal that you're looking to achieve next in your, in your bass fishing uh, career?
3: Man. So I've got a really, I've got a lofty goal. And some people are probably going to laugh when they hear this, but um, I think every angler has this ultimate goal. And I want to qualify for the elites and then I want to qualify for the classic. And then I want to win a classic. Um, Yes. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what's been that way for a while, but I mean, how could you not be in that arena and not want? I mean, I keep in there several times. Like, how yeah. could you not want to be on that stage and just? That's uh, that that's what I want. That is my that's my my lofty goal of the the next couple decades.
4: Wow. For sure. And uh, Epic Eric wants to know, Christine, what's your favorite technique to bass fish?
3: Bass fish gosh, okay. I got on a really good top water bite today and, and specifically a big walking bait. Um, okay. And they were, for me, I'm all, I'm very action oriented. Um, I'm not, I'm a power fisherman. I love, you know, obviously the chatterbait, spinnerbait, search baits, that stuff's awesome. But man, if you're like walking a big frog through pads or you're walking a big walking bait, I love seeing fish just blow up. I mean, yeah. that's,
2: Mm-hmm. that's
3: got to be one of my favorites and i like skipping those frogs like way up under stuff and then feeling that reward of like pulling a six pounder out of button bushes and all this i just like that i like the best makes you work for it and i love those big blow-ups um
2: what's your favorite that place to good. fish
3: favorite place yeah. bass fish like yep. sinclair hands down okay hands okay. down
0: it's a pretty good i remember fishery. you telling the story hi christine i've been kind of quiet um,
3: yeah i see you yeah I,
0: I i apologize pete i'm st- i'm stealing the whole thing because here's the thing you've got to interview christine already several times this is my first time <laughs> taking reins of my own show here pete i i i know i don't want to cut in on your action no, right? i appreciate that i appreciate it, but i'm sorry i <laughs> cut you off so long
5: but but it's good to see you again i know you know I've, I've spoke to you at the classic a few times um and it's always great you're you're always very fascinating and interesting to talk to and and you're the real deal, uh, and you can really catch them. I know me and Mike have been waiting for the first woman to make it to the top uh, you know, bass levels and, and get to the Classic, you know, and that's coming. And so it's great to see you climbing. But you mentioned Lake St. Clair. I remember you telling me about fishing Lake St. Clair at the Classic. And uh, it's just amazing. Mike, I mean, she's telling us about being out in her kayak in five and six foot waves, Mm. massive wind. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how we talk about, Mike, how to navigate that stuff in our bass boats? Well, it's you were telling and just touch on it here because I think it's amazing. Like how you have to you, you can't get parallel to the waves. How do you keep yourself upright and from getting into trouble when you're out in that real big stuff in a kayak?
0: Yeah.
3: Very carefully, Pete. I mean, it's very calculated and a, uh, a lot of luck, I think, is probably involved. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but seriously, um, honestly, so like I said, there was one other boat out there for like two hours and it got so bad for them that they ended up going in um, and they were taking water over the front. And I think with a kayak, if you know what you're doing, you're able to kind of ride that, those waves out just a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. now I was trying to, I was attempting to stand up cause I was musky fishing and I hate musky fishing, sitting down. It's awful. That was challenging. Um, I ended up, it got really, really, really bad and I had to finish out my day sitting down. But yeah, it was, uh, unfortunately the bite was so good. Like you can't, uh, people are going to be really upset about this because it probably wasn't smart for me to be out there, but you can't not be out there. Yeah. Like it was, it was nonstop musky fishing. It was insane. Um, that boat had a hard time calling it quits, and I eventually did. I wanted to stay all night, but I didn't. I, I made the right call, and I came in. Um, but as long as you kind of know how to keep your kayak oriented with those big swells, and you're aware of your surroundings, um, and you know, I, I had the right equipment on. I had a life vest. I had the right suit on. and Everything, um, but. Man, on a trip that's awesome
5: <laughs> that is amazing because most guys in bass boats are they're they're not launching in those conditions so no. it's really it, it's really a testament to your toughness and how much you love it you're out there after it and and i see it like a lot of a lot of ladies on on their facebook feed uh tonight lisa says i can't wait to hear from a successful female and uh there is so many of them are are just uh you are you're you're a trendsetter you're inspiring uh Uh, lots of women and uh, I hope, uh, and and all fishermen in general. So, Mm -hmm. you know, congratulate you on that and look forward to what what comes next for you.
2: Christine, I got
5: one more. Um, uh, Ryan
4: Hambert on the message board wants to know, um, well, he wants you to talk about your previous career as a yoga instructor. (laughs)
3: uh well it wasn't it wasn't yoga uh it was a pilates which is essentially (laughs) physical therapy on steroids um and uh, i'm going to be real honest with you all i got i didn't know what pilates even was when i was approached with that opportunity um i was working up in the gun department and i was sitting there i just sold a a browning a5 shotgun to a guy and one of the older guys in his 60s was part-time Yeah, good shotgun that one. But I was sitting there and I was like, Alan, I I love what I do. I love the stuff I'm working with. But I'm not made for a, a 95 corporate job. I just, I you know, I was taking all kinds of vacation, all kinds of solo trips. I was traveling all the time, and having to get back and punch that time clock was killing me. And he's like, Well, you know, my wife is makes a lot of money, very successful, makes her own hours, and owns a Pilates studio in town. And she needs, she's looking for an instructor. And I was like, what the heck is Pilates? Like, I, I didn't exercise. I didn't know what that even was. And But he said, what got me was the freedom to make your own schedule. So I ended up calling her. And I am a textbook fly by the seat of your pants type of person. So not even two days after I spoke with her, I paid $15,000, flew to Colorado twice a month for a year, got certified, quit shields eventually and i started teaching pilates and i ended up loving it um it was an incredibly just rewarding career i made my hours i had an awesome clients that i still keep in contact with today um and the best part about it is like you know i say for i I was goose hunting and there was a good push day and i was supposed to have an eight nine a ten and eleven i would just text my clients and say hey guys like can we push this back two or three hours no problem. So I'd go out and hunt for the morning, wow. and then yeah. come in, work. And so, yeah, that was a, that, that was a very, a good transitional phase in my life wow. and allowed me to travel and, and start fishing tournaments. Wow.
0: Here's the interesting thing real quick. I want to bring up this fact. Uh, our very own Pete Glusick, the Dean actually took one Pilates class before uh, no but he was, was officially banned from all of them after he had uh, camel toe. <laughs> he shit his pants. No, he had camel toe during the Pilates. <laughs> so he's banned from all New Jersey studios anymore. Okay. Uh, is that, tr- is that uh, true? I feel like we need to hear that story. Pete, come on. No I, know story, you're, Pete. I know you're embarrassed, but come just to it. We're being honest here tonight on our Dude,
5: Live. I am totally into yoga. Man, I'm, I'm See, doing it. See? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I'm in. Camel toe and all. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. uh, uh, uh. Camel toe and all. Yo- all right. Yoga, is uh, powerful, man. That's a, that's a very difficult. I've never done Pilates, but uh, but yoga, man, it's it's it, it really helps me in in my fishing and uh, my flexibility. I, and it's 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 a lot more difficult than people think it is.
4: It's a okay. martial art. It's a martial art that you do against yourself.
5: a how way to describe it? Yeah. Uh-huh. It it sucks, dude. It sucks. You got you gotta, your muscles burn and start shaking in ways that, you know, that I, you never can do it like lifting weights or like what I, you normally do. I did it. I did it once and
4: I did it at a time in my life when I was in good shape and it was the worst
5: fucking thing. I've ever done. <laughs> it was terrible. It is pain so- and suffering, <laughs> man. Everybody thinks, oh, I'll do yoga, relax, get in tune with my inner self. It's just pure pain and suffering <laughs> the entire
0: time. <laughs> Much, of Much of old guys. Much old guys here. Uh, I, I want to switch gears, uh, Christine. I want to talk about um, something that happened recently. and a lot, a lot of us got to see your social media post about it. Uh, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about it because I think we've all had something, you know, a situation like that happen in our life, whether it's a car accident or a boating accident, or a freak thing that happens. Uh, You know, for me, I've had several in my career. I've had, I was ejected out of a boat once. I put a boat up in the woods one time. I've had a lot of these experiences where it was really scary. Really, you know, potentially, you know, a life-changing situation. Uh, And you went through one recently. Uh, Walk us through it. Not the whole thing, but, you know, a little bit about what happened. And, uh, you know, has it... Being so, you know, it only happened a couple of weeks ago. Are you, have you, cha- are you a changed person from that happening? Has that affected you at all in your life?
3: Um, you know, I, you know, I've had a lot of people kind of reach out about that. And just to to brief you all, I was in a really bad, really bad car accident a week ago. Um, my, AJ and I had been, you know, kind of holed up in the mountains at his boss's house during all this COVID thing. And, Uh, We had finally, after about a month and a half of being there, loaded up our trucks. I mean, my truck is always loaded down with gear, but it was even more so loaded down because I had all of my hunting stuff too because I thought I was going to turkey hunt. So my my back seat, couldn't see out the windows. My front seat had three bags, a case of reels, and my laptop on top of it. And those mountain roads, you know, there's no room for error. There's no shoulder. Um, and I went not even a minute after leaving his boss's house, coming around the first corner, my, everything started to fall over on me and I reached over just for a second to stop my laptop from falling and my, uh, passenger side front wheel dropped off of the side and it's a straight drop off. And I just, I just knew, I mean, I was only going 15, 20 miles an hour. Um, so I just put my hand back on the steering wheel and just kind of tensed up and braced for it and it rolled down and I landed on my driver's side. All my gear was on top of me. My cell phone was dead because we had left at 6 in the morning. That was the worst part is my phone. I had just plugged it in when we left his boss's house, and it takes iPhones forever to turn on. Yeah. So I couldn't even call anybody. Um, oh, man. And the first thing I did was turn my truck off because that's what you're supposed to do when you're in it. I've, I've been in accidents before. Um, it wasn't my first rodeo. But
2: mm-hmm.
3: it was. Uh, I had to turn the key back on just to wait for my phone to charge so I could call AJ, who was waiting for me at the bottom of the mountain. Because we took two different routes to get down there. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, wow. It, it just happened so fast. And yeah. it was like I had all my stuff ready in my truck, everything ready to go. And I was looking forward to that next moment. And it's like life just was like, no, not, that, that's not going to happen like yeah. that. Um, I wasn't really scared. You know, I've been, in, I've been in so many brushes with death over the course of my life that I'm almost... I'm not necessarily numb to it, but I, I knew I was okay that's the first thing I did. I was pretty calm. I said, I can, I toes. I did feel a bunch of liquid dropping on my head. Not that kind of freaked me out, but then I tasted it. and It was Listerine. So, <laughs> um, <it's, Huh>. yeah. <laughs> I had my toiletries back there and it was like <laughs> dropping on my head and I was like, Oh my God, it's gasoline. My truck's going to blow up. This is not good. Um, but then I tasted it and it was like, Oh, it's just, that's Listerine. Great. Um, yeah, I, I shouldn't have probably walked away from that one. The, the, the ambulance yeah. and the, the police officers that were there, they just were amazed that, one, I was, I was okay, and two, that I was alive. Um, yeah. That kind of that shook me just a little bit, you yeah. know, it's just how fast that can happen. Um, and it makes you kind of think, like, you know, what's really, what's really important in life and, tell, gosh, tell people that you love them all the time. You know, cause it, it really can. Yeah. I'm one of those people that are guilty of thinking I'm invincible all the time because of what I do and the type of life that I lead. And we're not, you know, yeah. our time could be, it could be tomorrow. It could be right now. It can be anytime.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And it's just a, this one of life's really good reminders.
0: Yeah.
5: Yeah. You got good. out of that without any injuries, any serious injuries? Christine? I mean, I had a,
3: I had a pretty good cut right here at a little bit of a black eye. Um, I had some, some, Definitely have some neck pain and just some pain from where the seatbelt was, um, but I mean, I was fishing two days later, so yeah, you know. You yeah. Know, yeah. I,
4: gosh, I. he was all right.
3: <laughs> that, that was the best thing. That truck was loaded with. I had three. I had twenty rods in my in my truck. Uh, or no, my truck and my kayak, and I had three of them in the front seat, all my rods were fine. All my rods were fine. All of my, everything was fine. I couldn't even, I mean, I couldn't believe it. The truck rolled like down a mountain and everything was good. It just was just a wild, the truck was not good, obviously, but (laughs) all my gear was great. So
4: when you, when you started the roll and when you got to the bottom, was your first thought, am I okay? Or is it is my fishing gear okay? What <laughs> came through your mind for?
3: <laughs> well, I, I, I think you all know the answer to that. I kind of like looked <laughs> out of the corner of my eye at my new legend, Extreme, and I was like, oh, it's not broken. <laughs> that is a good day. That is a good day. Um, then I thought about my kayak, and then I was like, I'm good. I mean, I knew I was good. I kind of got knocked out for just a split second. But as soon as I landed, you can just tell right away if you're okay. You know, I didn't I didn't feel any pain anywhere. I didn't feel I could move my body a, a little bit. So I knew I was fine. And then I kind of, that's when you just can relax a little.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it happens so quick. Uh, and it does does tend to put things in perspective a little bit. So we're glad you're okay. Uh, I, I do want to talk about something else, which is... Um, Uh, it's pretty pretty uh appealing to a lot of people and of course we had uh robert on christine right before you came on and he sort of fits this mo and this lifestyle and and you guys too as well you and aj both um your 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 life you know you're kind of this and and there's a lot of other young couples as well that people are following there's uh, uh, Carl Joimson and Kayla, uh, Brandon and his uh, girlfriend and a lot of Justin Lucas, a lot of, lot of younger anglers are living this lifestyle of, you know camping. you know, you're in your fifth wheel, your travel trailer, your pop-up, and you're sort of just living life, you're doing your passion, you're fishing, you're hunting, you're camping, you're, you're living your life on the road. So many people. Like dream of this. It's their it's their ultimate dream. Uh, talk a little bit about this because I I I think you know you guys are sort of the poster couple for for this movement and this lifestyle. But is it for people that are at home watching and listening right now and they're saying, God, I wish I could be there. I wish I could be doing what they're doing. Is it a dream life like it appears to be? I think it looks pretty damn good, but I got to hear it from you.
3: Uh, um, so actually I listened to Robert's segment. I'm gonna have to agree with him on a lot of what he said and, and kind of put this into perspective. For me and the type of person that I am and how I am wired, yes, it yeah. is one hundred percent a dream. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. I love it. Um, but I'm I'm cut from a very different cloth than a lot of people out there. Um I, in, you know, like Robert said, social media does such a great job of like romanticizing yeah. road life. Yeah. But the truth is, and the hard truth is a lot of people are not cut out for road life. Mm. They're just not, um, for in that, in that aspect. And I, I always have been, uh, my family's kind of like that. So I think you have to, uh, the, the small percentage that, that probably could really enjoy and thrive in this lifestyle. Um, as I'll add on to what Robert said, it's, it's fear that's holding them back. It's the yeah. uh, you know they want that security, that uh, c- that comfort. Um, you know the the security is a big thing. Yeah. And they don't want to. Well, they don't want to risk this. They don't want to say, well, I, I don't want to leave my house or my routine or what I've done or my job or my four hundred one k or all of this. Um, that's a that's a scary thing to give all of that up. Yeah. And that's what keeps ninety nine point nine percent of the people out there from truly living their life. How they were supposed to, how we were destined, and that's to, I think, make an impact on the world. Um, and most of us don't because we just—it's tough to to take that big leap because fear is extremely binding. Yeah. Um, and that's the same thing with this this life on the road. For those that you know, it could work for. I mean, it's it's not easy. There are things that that really suck about it. You know, like hot water is a, a hot commodity. <laughs> you know, if you can get it for longer than three or four minutes for yeah. most of us, um, AJ is always complaining about the, the water leaking in here or this or that for me though, I'm happy. Like I could, I could live in my truck. Um, that's, that's how, that's how simple I am when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've slept in at boat ramps and slept in the trunk of a car and <laughs> my whole life, like on my travels. So that I, I love that I love the adventure of it, but it's not pretty. It's not roses. There are there are downs. There are flat tires and breakdowns and no yeah. help and ACs that blow out and you know it, yeah. it's life. Yeah, uh, it's definitely definitely not all roses and unicorns and kittens though.
0: Yeah, I I think and and you're right. You know, social media does sort of heighten the highs and and masks the, masks the lows a little bit. But I I gotta tell you from afar. Watching you guys, watching you and AJ and, and, and Carl and Kayla, and, and it's it looks amazing. I think you guys need to start posting more of like you changing the poop pipe <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, like all the really dirty stuff of camp life. You know, as Aaron Martins would say, you know, a dirty campsite, you know, pulling up to one that's, you know, got diapers laying everywhere or something. That's the stuff you need to post to put people back into reality. You know what I mean?
3: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you need to post some of that. Uh, let me remind you, you're watching Christine Fisher right now. If you've got a question, hit us up on the IM. Uh, also over on social media, hit us up on Ike Live, Ike Live Show. I wanna, I wanna tell you this, and I haven't officially announced this, Brian De Carpenter. Uh-oh. You do know, you didn't even know this was coming, Pete, Riz, no, nobody knew this was coming tonight. What's Uh-oh. coming? And I think this is the right time oh for me to make an announcement. I'm not gonna hold it. Like I normally do, announcement about, announcement, announcement. I'm not going to hold it. I'm <laughs> just, just going to let it out right now. Before I do that, though, uh. I want to I wanna read through some stats, uh, Christine. I'm going to put you on the spot and just read through some of these unbelievable stats. There's actually too many. Uh, uh, you, you know, last year, three, three big wins, uh, of course, Hobie on Kentucky, Chickamauga, KBF event, uh, Southeast Regional, uh, KBF event. Uh, Man, all these seconds, a lot of top 10s. It's unbelievable. 2018, I go back there, and I'm looking at at least uh, 10 top 10s in 2018. Unbelievable stats. And here's what I want to announce officially. I'm here to announce that I'm going to be competing against you in a Hobie BLS event. Yes! In the first week of October on Lake Dardanelles. So I want to give myself a round of applause (laughs) (laughs) just for trying to hang... With Christine, I know I'm going to get my ass beat really bad, but uh, <laughs> uh, here's, here's what I'm really? saying. And, and I'm being real here. This isn't a setup, this isn't in notes. Um, I, uh, this is going to be a first for me. I've never fished a big kayak event like this. I'm actually, even though it's months away, I'm a little nervous. I'm intimidated. I fished Dardanelle before, a little comfort there, but this is all new. Give me. And a, a couple pieces of advice, Christine. Give me some advice for fishing my first major kayak tournament. Because I'm, I'm actually, honestly, I've been talking to our guy Charles over here. I'm nervous, like, a little bit. I need, mm-hmm. just give me, throw me, like, two good pieces of advice for preparing or getting myself ready for this first event.
3: Okay, so you're going to be competing against me. Here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Don't I'm show up. i whopper <laughs> drop-shotted. In like thirty <laughs> foot of water, proper proper thirty foot of water. water. Time, huh. Uh, huh? No, no. But but in all seriousness, <laughs> uh, this this is advice for for bass boat guys coming into the kayak world. Legitimate, solid advice. Because I, I see this a lot. When I, I just fished a tournament yesterday, and that BBT, that Big Bass Tour, or Big Bass Trail, whatever it is, uh, boat tournament was going on during our local kayak tournament here in Chickamauga, and the bass boat guys are notorious for, you know, if you know there's fish in the area, don't leave your fish, right? Leave them. Um, they'd cycle. I mean, they just, when you have 250 or horsepower behind you, you can get up and run and man, I can't tell you how many times just that slight barometric pressure change or just a a tiny bit of change in the wind or something will fire those fish right back up. And it's like, bam, 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 bam there's three big coals, like, just right there in five minutes, and, and you would have missed it.
2: Yeah, I um, screwed. You really
3: it. get to know that area, you know, methodically. That, yeah, that's, that's going to
5: be I'm, I'm Riz, Riz has, I'm sorry, Mike, Riz has absolutely no chance of following <laughs> this advice. Hey.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, did, I know, it's not, not come easy.
4: Up the kayak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I and it's a started great, off kayak bass fishing. As a matter of fact,
0: it's a great, it's I, a great piece the of boats advice,
4: and everything came about. You know, I I, I was toting around it, and I still have the kayak. I, I duck hunt out of it, and now even my my dad uses it sometimes. He'll drop it in the boat by, he'll drop it in the lake by his house. But you know, I started fishing out of a kayak, standing up in it at the Salem Canal, paddling all the way to Duponts, and you know, so.
5: Yeah, I I've, I've never seen Riz make more than five casts in one spot <laughs> and, and run to the
0: next.
4: Yeah. We're we're learning, we're adjusting, we're moving with the tide. Yeah, that
0: will be a that will be a learning curve for me. And and I mm-hmm. and I do see that I, I see it. You know, I've been on the sideline here for a few years now watching you watching you guys compete and I see that maximizing an area is so much more important um uh, I, I read your write up from your win on Kentucky Lake Christine. I know you made a decision to stay on that second day instead of leave. How critical that was. So it's going to be in aj- I appreciate that advice because it's going to be tough for me <laughs> to not want to <laughs> run around. So I like that. Give me a second one. Give me a second piece of advice I need to prepare for.
3: So a second piece of advice. Um, this is a big one. I actually found this out yesterday and in, in many of my tournaments. Really, do your map study and look for those bodies of water that you would never, in a million years, not only think of fishing, but that bass boats can't get to. Yeah, I cannot tell you yeah. how many tournaments are won. Yes, in areas where you can, you can't get a boat, and those fish are so incredible, and in how they can get back into these areas. And like on Lake Fork, there's there's spawn, there's ten pounders that spawn behind where boats try to get, you'll see them trying to get back in there and then even go even further. And there they are. And there, you couldn't even dream of getting back there. Yeah. Um, but you got to just be creative and, and look, I mean, I spend a lot of time looking for that for, you know, trying to, we weasel through culverts and get back into these little creeks and stuff. Yeah. And man, there's big fish that live there. Those big resident fish. Um, so really it, it's cool because in a kayak and I you know, this like, man, you're limitless to where you can go. Yeah and don't rely on your yeah have you fished dardanelle before like in the boat i fished
0: dardanelle before uh in in, the, in a full-size boat uh, so i do have i have a layout of where the big boats can get but i i think i got a few ideas of where i i remember where i couldn't get the interesting thing about dardanelle it fluctuates a lot too so depending on mm-hmm. water level is you know you can and can't get in places so um there is a little fluctuation but I do love that about kayak there is no place you can't go I love that I love that I love that I love that Um I know we've got a few more IMs coming through and before we get to those I do have one other thing and Remember, Christine, this is Ike Live, Uh-oh. so you've got to tell the truth. That's the one rule on this show. That's it. <laughs> uh, I, I want. Let me, let me before I, before I even pose this to you. I do want to tell you that everybody listening and watching as well. I'm gonna when I fish this event, whether it's Darnell, and I'm pretty sure at this point it's going to be Dardanelle. If not, it'll be the one um, on uh, over in um, on the Coosa uh, River. It's going <laughs> to be one of those two i plan on doing it right like i i i know the deal i'm gonna show up with my my pa 12 i got a a pa 12 360 i'm gonna practice on my own i'm gonna put my time in with my kayak i'm gonna do it the right way um a few years back Thank you, thank you. Uh, A few years back, there was another bass angler, and I won't even say his name. Let's do it this way, maybe it's better this way. I won't even say his name. (coughs) Game receiver, excuse me. Uh, There was (laughs) another (laughs) bass guy that entered (laughs) one of the big kayak events. That's right. And he practiced for weeks in his full-size bass boat, laid a thousand waypoints down, and then went out and won the event. and, and I, I, I was know, there! I, yeah, I, I followed the social media stuff and I know there was a lot of grumbling about that. How do you feel about that? And if, and if there's other bass guys watching, how do you feel about that so they, so they know? So they know what kind of peop, the kayak community is thinking?
3: I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Um, if, that's, if that's what you think you need to do to have a, an upper hand, I mean, you're the one that's got to sleep with it at night. Um, I, I, don't, I don't like it. I would never do it. Yeah. it is, it's a kayak tournament. Get in a kayak and practice in a kayak. Mm. You know, the, the, it's, a, it's a completely different type of fish. Oh. For even just a couple years ago, Hobie allowed it, that you could get in with a bass boat and fish. And there was a guy that flew in, drove around the lake with his buddy and had his buddy put him on a couple of schools and basically said, take your pick of these schools out here on these ledges. And the, the guy ended up doing pretty good. Um, but it's like, man, you didn't earn that. Yeah. You, know, you didn't really work for it. You didn't earn it. Yeah. And I just, I don't think that's okay. And I, I have a lot of respect for, uh, for guys that, that do it in the kayak, that, that fish in the kayak, practice in a kayak, you know, practice how you're going to do the tournament. Yeah. Um, but you have know, to be honest with you, Ike, like if, if you got to practice in a bass boat to, to, to feel good and get that confidence and get out there and compete. I got no problem with that. Now I'll compete. I'll still do my best and try to try to take your lunch money if I can. But yeah, I I just, I'm not a big fan. If it were up to me and I were TD, I'd, I'd oust that rule in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't, I don't want to be, that angler that does that. I want to do it the right way. I'm actually will. I'm willing. I want to take some ass beatings, Brian the Carpenter. Oh, because I want to. I honestly want to. Sounds wanna, kinky. No, I'm. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. I want to get better. I want to. You know. I. I want to legitimately try to win one of these kayak events. Have your ass beaten. Yeah. Spanked. Right. If it's not this year, next year, I really want to try to win one. And my bigger goal, by the way, even if I don't win, is... Red cheeks. No, is to qualify (laughs) for the same tournament that I had to be at last year. I was there representing Hobie. I got to meet everybody and talk to everybody. It was great. But the whole time I'm there, I'm thinking, God, I wish I was fishing. You know, I wish I was I wish I wish was fishing this championship event. So that's really an underlining goal is to try to get to that event up in Knoxville. So that'll be great. All right, Rich, I know you've got IMs waiting. Let me get back to you, Riz. What do you got coming through here? Yeah, um, Dave's
4: 1970 mustache said, Mike, just go ahead and give up now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they want me to wave the white flag already? Yeah, and uh, – huh. eh-
4: Edge Edge Radar says, Christine, don't be so kind. Just call it like it is. If you need
0: a bass boat to fish a kayak tournament, you're a piece of. Uh, oh, uh, I
1: was thinking like douche.
3: Can I say that I'm like <laughs> <laughs> that,
4: that, that was that was that was heavy from uh from from Edge Radar.
3: That's, that's kind of what I thought.
5: Honestly, Christine, why why isn't that? outlawed why isn't that part of the rules where you have to practice out of your the same boat that you compete in
3: hey man i I, you know i I don't write the rules i I just play by them um and play by my own rules i there's a couple entities out there where it's i think they just want to get as many people as they can to compete and so they are pretty lax on those types of things um but gotcha that is what it is. Um there's a lot of there, you know, and, and there's a lot of people that think, well, if it's a, if it's allowed, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. And they're you know, if it's not against the rule and they can do it. I just I personally just wouldn't ever it, not do only that,
1: that, it was his home body of water, right?
3: It, it, yeah, he, he had a house. I think he, he won right in front of his house, if oh, I remember right. Geez. Um yeah. But, like, I mean man. we uh, we we gave him for his money. I had him I had him on but then his fish started biting. <laughs> hmm. So that's okay.
4: And uh, the the maybe real fake Dave Lefebvre says that he had to use a bass boat because he's using thirteen fishing equipment.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Wow!
5: Nice! Wow! (laughs) Unnice! Unnice! That is unnice! Yes! Very, 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 very unnice.
0: I've got one. Christine, I'm following, looking over here on Instagram, and I've got one from Kincaid. Kincaid uh, wants to know, I'm uh, uh, Christine. I'm a Hobie owner as well. What's one or two of the key upgrades or modifications that I have to make to my Hobie?
3: Modifications or upgrades? Mm. Um, well, I would say the turbo fins, but they they all come with that now. That was a big one for me. Burkito. Does he have? If he doesn't have the kick up fins. That was new last year.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so if you've got any boat that's older than a 2019, those kick-up fins are unreal. They're I mean, awesome. like lakes like Caddo and Lake Fork, where yeah. you hit a stump and you'd be screwed. Kick-up fins are huge. Um, other than that, just a real simple one. Um, that that kayak cushion, you know, fifty-dollar little padding. That that thing makes a freaking world of difference. Um, just on when you're sitting in a kayak as long as a lot of us are, you know all day long that thing's pretty sweet that and then in the that center hatch deal that square hatch i I like putting the square hatch there because i I store all my my high volume plastics i like to call it uh ones that i know i'm gonna be using on tournament day so i can fit like 20 bags of plastics right there instead of that that vertical um deal with the tackle boxes they're just some simple ones that that i do aside from electronics and all that, that that kind of stuff
0: Gotcha. That's a good one. Chris-
4: Christine, um, Sato Max on Facebook <laughs> wants <laughs> to know, um, do you do any uh, fitness to prepare for your kayak tournaments? And if you do specifically, what are your exercises?
3: Oh, boy. Um, my fitness for kayak tournaments would be kayak fishing. I, I fish, gosh. Um, I do have uh, one thing add to that, but I'm literally <laughs> – on the water darn near every single day. That's about the best way to get in shape. But I will tell you another thing. So I've noticed, you know, once I stopped doing Pilates and, you know, started not taking care of like my body in that regard, I started getting, um, you know, from casting and reeling, I would get a lot of fatigue in my shoulders, my rotator cuff, and get a lot of tension in my upper neck. One super quick way to alleviate that, there's three main nerves that kind of run down your arm. So if you... I'll do this all the time. I'll put my hand up against a wall, like flat palm like that, and then just lean. Oh, see, it hurts so good. It stretches all of those nerves down and helps kind of alleviate that, that pressure that anglers will typically get from just we're usually hunched over and we're casting, we're reeling, and we have awful posture when we're doing it. So just a quick stretch like that. I'll do it. You'll see me doing it all the time. And it, you'll feel it all the way down into your into your fingers. We're
0: all, um, we're all doing it do right it. now, by the way. <laughs> the entire cast right now is – I don't have a wall, but I'm trying it right
2: now.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, do it. You, it seriously, like stand up and put your hand <sighs> out there. And you have to make sure your hand is against the wall and it's straight. And then just lean over. And you should, you should feel that all the way down into your wow. –
0: Man, I tell you, if, if Pete tried this right now, his arm would just fall off. He's so old.
5: <laughs> 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 a lot of wear and tear on these things.
0: <laughs> you just I see know. a little puff of smoke.
3: Musky fish for just eight years, and you'll,
0: you'll have that too. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, Christine, I, I want to uh, get into a close here, but I, I do want to call you the plate on this. You've got uh, Hobie uh, events coming up. You're fishing the bass events coming up. What's what's your goals for the rest of the year? We've got uh, the whole summer and fall here ahead of us. G- give us give us your your goals for the rest of the year.
3: Well, um, I I wanted to you know bass coming onto the game was pretty exciting for us. It brought a lot of exposure and maybe a little validity to our sport. Um, I wanted to qualify for their their classic next year and i did that in the first tournament i cashed a check and got 20th i think out of the the 240 so that was kind of taken care of but my ultimate goal i guess for the for the the season you know that to see ike i mean i want to qualify for that again i was i was fortunate enough to qualify last year um with a good performance but this year i think it's going to be even tougher since they made it the top three yeah um i want to make it to that toc that's uh that's another, and I want to win another big tournament. You know, it's always it's always just such a awesome thing. Like it's it's good to be consistent, but I want to I want to win another big one. I want to qualify for TOC. I want to be there with the fifty best in our sport. Um, there's going to be a lot more at stake at this one, and that's that's kind of the ultimate goal. Hobie has really catapulted um, the the tournament scene and brought up this elite style tournament. And it's uh, if you all haven't fished it, I would. I would highly encourage you guys to Um, it's, it's pretty spectacular. So I want to be there and I'm going to work my tail off. I've got some opportunity coming up, Kentucky Lake, hopefully still go and I've got some confidence on, on that one. So I'm kind of banking on a couple of those. Yeah.
0: Well, well, good luck. I I've got the same aspiration. I'd love to be at that event this year. Uh, And I can't wait to fish my first kayak tournament, official kayak tournament. Uh, Definitely, definitely, definitely excited about that. Uh Christine, real quick before we let you go, there's, if there's people watching or listening that for some reason they're under a rock and they haven't been following you, give them a couple uh, – what's your social media handle? How can they follow you and what you're doing day to day?
3: Absolutely. Um, so Instagram is where I probably post the most. That's Midwest Fisher Gal. Um, I, I put a lot of my inspirational long narratives on there. If people take the time to read, thank you ahead of time. Um, I did start a YouTube, I think about almost a year ago now. I'm, I'm pretty new to that, but I put all my tournaments sure. up there. Um, I will put my tournament yesterday up here in a couple days, and I think that's just Christine Fisher. I don't even really know what my deal is on that, but I think it's Christine Fisher. And then Facebook it is just Christine it's Fisher. Christine is it? Thanks, Riz. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I revo- I'm still learning.
0: Riz, Riz is stalking <laughs> you. I don't know if you knew that. He's stalking.
3: That, that's awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> Gotta love those stalkers. You know, um,
5: she's hoping you have a twin on Tinder?
2: No, oh, I just <laughs> said I
5: reposted some of her stuff in our stories. Man, come on.
3: Hey, if I have a twin, she better not be on Tinder. I'm, <laughs> <that> right, now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> that way right now. I'm gonna have to talk with that twin. That's not a good place to be.
4: <laughs> uh, Tinder, you—that's where you find a great guy. Tinder.
3: Uh, is that right? <laughs> are, you, are you on Tinder, is only,
4: only when I'm traveling.
0: <laughs> Riz is Riz is Good on answer. everything Riz is on every app every dating app you could imagine but he's had his most success on the PetSmart app I don't know if you knew <laughs> that <laughs> PetSmart
4: I don't know where that's from, but
0: <laughs> hey
4: maybe I mean I got, I got a dog you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Christine, <laughs> I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It was it was great catching up with you, uh, and uh, the, the stories, the inspiration. Um, you are doing a lot of great things for the sport, and I I I got to thank you because as somebody that's, I am very very conscious. I am very conscious of getting new people involved. I am very conscious of getting young people involved. You are doing a great job uh, of doing that, uh, and I I got to exactly. thank you for doing that. Yes. So. Can't thank you enough for coming on the show tonight, and wish you the best of luck the rest of the year.
3: Yeah, thank you guys. I'm stoked to get compete against you this year, and thank you guys for having me. It's always a good good chat.
0: Thank you. Have a good right. one. There you have it, man. I love it. I love it. Great conversation. Uh, hell of an angler. Uh, I know I'm gonna get my ass kicked. <laughs> I'm already. I, I've already just. I, I've prepared myself for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm okay with that. I'm afraid to get get beat. You know what I mean? It's okay.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, I didn't want to admit it in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> Christine was still on.
0: Okay. Off
4: the rails. That was awesome. That
0: was something Did else. you hear that? What was going on? Yeah. Pete, I felt, like, going? I, I felt like it was the Baseline DJ's days. utmost in professional dance entertainment. Hey, Rich, maybe you can clean that up tomorrow. (laughs) 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 Those of you you watching live, you just got a bonus DJ segment by Brian the Carpenter. Yeah,
1: edit out that and Dave (laughs) calling (laughs) in. Yeah, edit Dave calling in, too. Yeah. No, but what I was going to say was Rich and I fished against Charles on Friday. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah! I need to hear about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah.
1: So Rich and I drove up to. Uh, yeah, we don't got to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, to Spruce Run. Yeah. It's to about hour forty north. A little Ike
0: Live Virtual
1: Bass Tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Man, man, oh, man, oh, man! Yeah. You know, head, heads up. All right. Three of us. All right. I was in the Ike Live John boat. Rich was in his bass boat, and Charles was in his kayak.
0: Right. So. So no way. But first of all, no way. The bass boat and the John boat. They should always beat a kayak, but it didn't happen that way. It didn't happen. Oh, right tell me about this. Well, Charles whipped <laughs> <hooked> our ass.
4: <laughs> wow, man, my boat, my batteries were dead at 9:30 a.m.
6: Yeah, Rich, Rich, because is the actually. lake is
4: because the lake is seven miles long. Yeah, yeah. And Charles knows all the good spots. Yeah, he's like, the, well, dude, you got to come over here to this side of the lake. Yeah. Well, all he did was tell me where the best spot was. But it was four miles down the lake, and by the time I got there, my batteries were dead, and the wind blew me back to the other side. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. No excuses, yeah. though, right?
2: Yeah,
1: but, you know, the, it just shows you, like, the the number one, the most important thing in fishing is getting around the fish. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then you got to catch them. Yeah. But you got to be around them. Right. And, um, you know, and and Charles, you know, he knows the lake. It's where he's from. and. However, yeah. he still whooped our ass and took two conference calls. Wow! Uh, and I went a hard eight, man. I was fishing like a maniac. Yeah. But you know, I had the bites. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I actually did have the bites to compete with them. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. It, it was a I, little, It was a lot of fun. I like spruce. Oh, spruce dude, is a good was, lake. Oh.
0: Any smallmouth caught or all large? Oh. Charles caught one, I think. I caught one. Rays caught a smallmouth. Okay. Yeah.
5: How, how how did you guys compete? Was it like weight or inches or what were you? So we competed
1: Inch. on the Fish Donkey app. Yep. was Catch, inches. photograph, release. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, Charles like had eighty-two. I had seventy-three, and and uh, Rich had like forty-five or something, which you know yeah. ain't bad considering he he did have dead batteries. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> I
0: like it. I like it. I was
1: game.
4: drifting. I literally was drifting for for the second half of the day. And I was just I was just flipping as I was as the wind was blowing me by. So <laughs>
1: yeah. at no miles an hour. It's good though, because it's <laughs> quiet. You're not spooking them
0: with your them. Yeah. You just...
4: yeah. I probably would have caught less if I had if I had batteries.
2: <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh listen, this is the part of the show I know a lot of you have been waiting for. Uh, first of all, Robert and Christine were great. Awesome guests. Indeed. But Ike Live is the official podcast that does a live unboxing. And Brian DeCarpenter, yes. we've got a nice, crisp, fresh. Actually, I smell this. You can almost smell these MTV <laughs> boxes when they're fresh. This is a fresh, crisp uh, Mystery Tackle Box. This is the Pro Box we're opening Ooh. up tonight, Brian DeCarpenter. I always say this, I'm put up to the mic. One of the best parts of a new box. Pete, you know this too. Listen. There it goes. You heard that seal break right there. Uh, and. There it goes. That's a better seal break. And uh, we're going to be opening up this box, and Brian the Carpenter's got one. Pete's got one. I don't know if Riz has one or not. But no,
1: we don't need to open up four All right, uh,
0: We don't need to open up four boxes, but i um, going to go through here a little. And, uh, man, I'm looking through my box. We've got some interesting stuff here. Okay, and I'm going to go with this one. Brian the Carpenter, you want me to hand you this box? Yeah, hold on. Okay, and uh, this is great. Uh, once again, one of the benefits of MTB it comes to your doorstep once a month literally to your doorstep you open up this box and it puts in front of you a lot of cool new baits new techniques and lures that are hot and trendy but also lures that you might not normally use and pete and riz look at this one watch this one because i want to show this brian carpenter as well this is a bait by lunker hunt lunker hunt (laughs) <laughs> it's, Lunker Hunt is actually Mike Hunt's brother. That's right. Lunker Hunt. And this is called <laughs> the Yappa bug. Okay? Pete, this is a c- cicada, cicada? What's the <laughs> correct word?
1: Cicada. cicada.
0: John Cicada <laughs> imitation? Potato, patata. Dude, I've seen days out there. Pete, verify this with me. I've seen days when they're sucking these things off the top. A cicada, cicada looking bait. Uh, <laughs> the, the neat thing about this one, Pete, it's got the aesthetics of a real live bug, but it has a jitterbug front to it. has a jitterbug front, so I, I know that'll have that shimmy back and forth. I could see this working, dude, on those hatch days. I've had it happen yeah. when you can't throw anything else. They won't eat it. I can see that working. It's kind of cool. What is it?
1: Is this
5: no? hollow body? Hollow
0: body, frog style lore, but it looks like a cicada. Let me see that. Yeah, pretty pretty dope. Dope. I've got one just like it. You do?
5: Yeah, I, I the uh, Brian's got me up on the the um this has the same jitterbug lip. Yeah. It looks it's it's kind of a walk in the dog like a Sammy. Oh, long. Wow, uh, it's very long. Who makes that? Slim. This is a uh, Strike Pro. Ooh. I've never seen one like that. It's a it, it it's a clear plastic uh, jitterbug body, very unique, very similar to the same category you were talking about. Wow, interesting. interesting. And I also got this DNL jig. DNL makes an amazing jig. They uh they have a, a swim jig that I'm a I'm a fan of, and this looks like a, a a finesse kind of flipping style jig. Very fine, uh, very fine skirt on it. Huh? Really.
0: Really detailed, really finesse stuff. They make some good products. DNL, DNL isn't DNL Isn't DNL the one that Steve Kennedy used to come in second at the Classic a few years back? The one that Jordan Lee won.
5: I don't know. Maybe I thought so. it was.
0: Thought he used the DNL jig. Is that right? I think so. Yeah.
5: I, I use them to swim. They they make a they have a really strong line tie, and you know it's positioned great, and their hook is is perfect for a swim jig. But uh, this is her flipping jig.
2: Boy, interesting. Interesting.
5: There you go. Looks good. Brian Carpenter, what you got?
1: Uh so we got paired up, we got a Carl's spinnerbait, so the they're making their own spinnerbaits. And they hooked hooked you up with some split tail trailers. Oh. The original the original spinnerbait trailer. Yeah. yeah. Nice long one. Yep.
2: Yeah. You like it? Yes, Pretty sir. cool.
0: Pretty nice.
1: Yeah, it's a good spinnerbait,
0: dude. There you have it. There you have it. Riz has a pair of dirty underwear in his box. Yep. Steady swiping right. <laughs> <laughs> PetSmart on the PetSmart app. Yeah, th- th- we uh <laughs>
1: we actually checked this bait out not too long ago. I think a couple shows back. The uh the line
0: through. That's dope. I like the concept. Yes, vibrated. we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Focus. I like the concept of that. Yeah, it's neat. I really do. I like it. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, Riz, you want to get the uh, winner of the Ike Live uh, Facebook like and share contest? Uh, of course, they're going to win the iconic. Ike Live gift bag Load it with our sponsor products uh, from all of them, from Mystery Tackle Box to Flambeau, Liquid Mayhem, TH Marine, Bash Universe, Tackle Warehouse, uh, Dr. Squatch in there. Uh, There's Torquedo there. Motor in there. Torquedo uh, Motor in there. Everything's in there. Uh, Riz, what do we got for a winner on this thing?
4: We have a winner, and his name is Stefan Surachman. Stefan. Congratulations, Stephen Surachman. We will be contacting you via social media Steven to get your Sriracha. information.
0: There you have it. Yeah. All yeah. right. Steven, congrats Stephen, to- congrats to you. Yeah. You win the amazing Ike Life Get Back. Uh, I got to tell you, Pete, this was a good show. Um, I like it because, you know, we always, it seems like a lot of shows will have top level bass tournament anglers on. And mm-hmm. today we had a couple anglers that are doing tremendously well. In the industry, as professional anglers that are taking a little bit different routes, you know, Robert with a kayak in the content world, and of course Christine in the tournament world uh, through kayak fishing, trying to get even to a higher level than that. So I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked hearing from you know those guys, and and it was great perspective. And it, it is kind of a cool lifestyle, you know. You know that I don't want to call it total gypsy lifestyle, but that lifestyle of being able to, you know, travel and do what you love, what what a mm-hmm. great way to live, you know. They the passion is there. the 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 thing that
5: I took away from uh, Robert was to love the climb, mm-hmm. and yeah. he said that a few times. Yeah, and and you know, I noticed that you know when I was competing as an athlete, and even even in, when I competed in fishing, especially, I love to practice. Yeah, not everybody does. Right like people you know in, in a lot of different sports um, the guys that really love it that that love to practice football or baseball or box whatever it is there it's their thing that they when they're putting that work in it doesn't really seem like work because right. they they love it <laughs> and, and and that's what you know that's what I I took from him I think it's so valuable to whatever you're doing you know so, whatever sport whatever, career you're taking on it you know it's definitely the deal yeah and and christine you know so many ladies showed up and and are wishing her well and cheering for her and it was pretty awesome but her accident was something spectacular have you i don't remember you being in an accident other than when you ran your boat in louisiana up on the bank Uh, have you have you i mean you you've put more miles on than anybody I know. Yeah. Have you ever been
0: in a bad situation? I have I haven't I've I was in one real bad car accident when I was a kid. I was a passenger of my mom's car. Outside of that, I've been knock on wood. I've been real fortunate. Mm, knock on that shit. Uh in in the auto department. Uh <laughs> okay. but but I have been <laughs> but I have been in some boating incidents, you know. Uh the one on the bank, the getting ejected was one uh getting getting delta the delta at the delta Uh, um i have a story uh, from lake okeechobee where i almost got ran over by another boat like within a couple feet you know so i i've had those fair share of close calls uh you know like what christine had and um does make you it it definitely makes you step back and say you know man you got to be happy you got to Take one day at a time. Be happy with your life and make the most of stuff. You know, because you never know. You know, you never know. And it was a Brian, It was a tough year for a lot of us. You had a, a rough year with a lot of people passing away that mm. were close to you. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us did this year, and uh, it does make you think about that. You know that you want to. You want to live every day to your fullest. You yep. know. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I can remember uh, being in a couple of close calls with you back in the day, with you driving. With me driving. Yeah, oh, yeah. your your first truck your first toyota oh yeah truck, the r 5 yeah 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 there's some pretty cat-like reactions and <laughs> yeah oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you were close but yeah because so you've closings. never been in an accident oh <clears throat> that's not true
0: no i mean i've been in stuff like some fender benders. yeah stuff. fender benders like, yeah. a couple little things but not yeah. not horrific you no know? well no, thank god yeah. let um, me let me tell you
5: I, I i know i've told it probably before i'll do a quick one but I was with Don Sky, you Don Hide Hydra baby, we're driving to the Potomac River. I'm passenger in his truck, and and there's we're not in the all the way left lane. There was somebody passing us in the left lane on 95. There's four lanes north and south, and and this little compact car is passing us, and we're doing 70. They're doing 80, and uh, about the time they got next to the boat that that we were towing, the the driver woke up. Ooh. Oh, and he woke up and saw this big rig next to him and went left, hard left at 80 miles an hour, sent his compact sideways, Uh-oh. and he overcompensated and, you know, trying to straighten it out. And he went right and smashed right into the trailer. And we're both full speed. He, I'm passenger, and, like, you remember i tell this did the like when you're in school you're watching that school bus crash video that they always show you as a kid you know so you're supposed to wear your seatbelt or you know behave on the school bus and there's things floating around the school bus. (laughs) (laughs) my coffee was floating around it was like in mid suspended air it was like everything went in a slow motion and um and out, I'm the passenger, right? So outside of my right win, out of the, my window, there's the boat. The the, oh, yeah. the car had yeah. driven the boat, pushed it all oh, the way God. around, and it sent us into a 360 degree spin with the, a trailer attached boat. We're all, we're spinning around. It's rush hour. Every, there's cars everywhere, and we're doing a 360 boat and truck together, and. It writes, and Don's doing like Brian just described you doing. Like, he's braking, steering, he's doing everything, trying to control. And he finally gets us, and we we shoot across the median in oncoming traffic. Whoa. And uh, at that moment, there was no cars. And and we pulled off, and, uh, you know, we're, we're like, we're totally in shock. I went to go get help. There was no cell phone. It took me 10 minutes to get across the street. Because oh there was God. no break in traffic.
0: Wow. But at
5: that exact moment that we were in the oncoming there was no cars. Wow. And um we we had a flat tire, the trailer was, was bent, and um you know, we went we went fishing. We made it. No nobody got hurt. We <laughs> survived it. We went down to, to the Potomac and we went and, and neither one of us caught a bass that day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Like, we were so spun out. Like, yeah. we were just glad to be alive. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, that's you know, scary. We never caught a fish. But that that was by far the most devastating, you know. And I've seen a few fender benders. I had, I had some craziness on the road over the years. Yeah. But, that's but
3: crazy. That crazy. I, as
0: that you one, were telling the story, it's funny. I mean, it's not a funny situation, but as you were telling the story, I was, like, imagining. You know, as you were talking, I was putting myself in that truck and seeing your coffee, like, in slow motion, like, <laughs> in front of you, and I was imagining the other stuff that would be in Don Skalewski's <laughs> cab <laughs> to the truck and I saw a hydra spinnerbait <laughs> <laughs> floating in the air it was it was Pete it was the white with the red and it had the silver tinsel, tinsel in it yeah. if you remember the that red. one and that was suspended and then all of a sudden from the left I saw a pack of red man chewing tobacco Suspended <laughs> in the air, it's coming through like yeah. real slow, and then all of a sudden from his dash, it was the uh, the lake. Remember the old lake maps, the New Jersey lake guides yeah, that were yeah, just yeah. like hand-drawn maps. That was like some guy yeah. just sketched it. It wasn't yeah. even real turbo <laughs> maps. Yeah. That was right coming across
1: the <laughs> And the and the tips would be like, pickerel can be taken on live shot <laughs> <Yeah>. and <metal." laughs> yeah. then that, that was like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: largemouth spinners and cranks
0: <laughs> Oh my god Dude, those were the days though i tell you, we said this before on the show Don Skalewski Shout out to Don Sky if you're watching right now I know you're not uh, Don Skalewski was way ahead of his time Yeah I feel bad because he was so ahead of his time You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was he was for, for our area, he was smart, dude yeah.
1: He had his shit oh, together man. He had the, he had it
5: dialed in. He had a whole he had the strategies that everybody's employing now. Yeah. You know, he had him he had him figured out but that, but you're right, he was he was ahead of his time. Ahead of his people two ahead of people his were time. like, this dude's nuts. He doesn't he doesn't know.
0: Nope. He had but books. He knew, he knew. He had videos, he had books, he had baits, he had a storefront. He you know, he backed it up through tournament fishing. I mean, he had it. He he had good theories on the Delaware River. He hung,
1: he hung drywall when he wasn't.
0: Fishing. He hung drywall when he wasn't fishing. He's a good, smart guy.
5: Yeah. 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 It's funny. He came up with the the strategy everybody's using now. Like everybody's an affiliate and they're selling tackle. Yeah. He was doing he was doing that crap thirty years oh, ago. Yeah.
0: Ahead of his time. Last I heard, he was uh, managing a uh, what is the what's the uh, camping place uh, Camp World down in South yeah, yeah, Carolina. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank everybody uh, for tuning in to yep. the. Sh- to the show tonight. Brian, it was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, it, yeah. it was a good one. This was a fun show. Uh, definitely want to thank our two guests, uh, Christine Fisher we just had on. What an awesome, awesome girl, uh, amazing tournament angler. Uh, Robert Field, uh, great, great celebrity in the fishing world, doing some amazing stuff over on YouTube. Uh, Riz and Pete, uh, thank you guys for making it special tonight. Brian De Carpenter yes. pushing buttons. Thank you for uh, cutting Dave off. That would have been a disaster yeah, Trying yeah, to yeah, deal yeah. with his shit oh for my two God. segments.
1: Yeah, well, like we <laughs> needed him to keep saying he couldn't hear Mike.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I, I get it. You can't hear him. Like, we
0: got to see his lights, though. That was a bonus. That was good. Yeah.
1: Like, somehow Pete and Rich are managing, but not Dave. Yeah. It's all my fault. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, so before you cut, Yeah. we're going to be back next Sunday. We will. Right. Yes. And we're working on guests for that. We don't have the guests lined up. Working on. Way. Yeah.
0: I'll tease everybody a little bit. Uh, next Sunday, 8 p.m. Working on a big guest. Uh, uh, to be announced real soon. The next couple of days, hopefully. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Thursday. Thursday, be you, Pete? Right?
3: Coming yep. up.
1: We got we got Brian Thrift lined up. Oh,
3: big gonna, guest. We're
0: going
1: to talk some top water fishing with Brian Thrift on Thursday. Okay. Yep. Maybe a big yep. prize giveaway in that on that show ooh. working on that as well. Oh.
5: No. Uh, it's it's topwater time and it it's amazing. Everybody loves it. Even Christine talked yeah, about it. Tonight. It's her absolute favorite way to fish.
1: Everybody So I'm excited
5: to uh to have that show on Thursday and we're we'll dive in deep with Brian. He's yes. he's amazing. So topwater time. Last night, night I was
1: I was live on YouTube last night with a uh, smallmouth crush Travis Manson. Travis. And and Epic Eric. Epic. I don't think you can find it. I don't think. I think after we were done, Travis took it down because it 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 deteriorated into a pretty sloppy drunken mess. <laughs>
0: and
1: I, I was still wearing the hangover from it, but uh, yeah.
0: You can still find it on the dark web, though. Yes, perhaps you got to peel through.
1: <laughs> Found out that Travis shaves his toes. Oh.
0: Yes, he's wow. so
1: offended by open-toed shoes and hairy knuck- toe knuckles. Yeah. That he shaves his toes. He's trying to trying wow. to lead by example. Huh. Yeah, we found that out last Interesting. night.
4: Brian, how many days have you been live now?
1: Uh, it's enough. been like, like, four it's days been like a five week. or six straight, hasn't it? <laughs> it's like four, four times this past week? <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday live, live yeah i don't know man it's crazy well there's there's everybody's got a podcast everybody's got two podcasts now so (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck i think there were like five of them tonight there's five of them tonight. yeah duncan was live going on
0: dude lane johnson even has his own podcast now did you see that no oh yeah
1: the Eagles, uh, yeah,
0: the Eagles guy that we interviewed has his own podcast. Yeah, podcast for everyone. Podcast for everyone. Uh, before we go, too, let me remind everybody one more time. Uh, if you want to catch up on old episodes of Ike Live, if you want to watch them or listen to them, lots of ways to do it. IkeLive.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and now Roku and Amazon Fire TV. So go catch up on your history lessons, especially other podcasts. You've got to learn how to do it. That's right. See that big silence? That means (laughs) (laughs) that was a total lie. Uh, Riz, Pete, thank you guys. Appreciate it. See you soon. Brian DeCarbondo. Always awesome. Thank you. Everybody have a good night. Cheers. How was that beer tonight, Mike? Beer was unbelievable. Yeah. Founders in the house tonight. Flounders. Flounders. Good night. Good night.
2: Hi. Today we're going chest to chest in the Dr. Squatch lather test. On that half of Mike's impressive chest, we're rubbing him down with three name brand bars. The result, a sad milky film of disappointment. How's that feel, Mike? You see, big soap cuts corners and strips out all the sudsy goodness in order to make production cheaper. But not Dr. Squatch. Don't worry, Mike. Dr. Squatch soap retains all the natural ingredients, which creates a rich, foamy lather, leaving your skin healthy, soft, and clean. Ooh, looks like Squatch is taking over this peck party. How do you feel now, Mike? Dr. Squatch natural soap. When we say it lathers, it lathers. You deserve glorious lather. Take the lather challenge for yourself today.
6: Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bam a bug. Finesse jig, PB and J, give me something hard. Hey, KBD here. I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then, I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now, I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016. Featured article, four places to throw a frog. Exclusive decals. (coughs) Zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell?
2: I got goosebumps.
6: So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. oh. Is he in my pocket? Next time of year I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics too. There he is. Another one. Next cast. And that would be number six. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm straight addicted. Might be bigger. You think so? Yeah. Feels big. I haven't even seen this thing yet, it doesn't want to come up. Don't break me off the rocks.
2: Oh! It's a, oh. oh! 27 inches. He caught it. Oh my god, it's such a healthy fish, look at the sun. Ah.
6: Yeah. Put a little liquid mayhem on your crappy jig. Look where the stripers get it. You can't even see it, man. That might be a keeper.